Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, back here on the Big Show, Glenn Ward, my Michael Holly at 617-779-7937. We'll get back to your phone calls in a couple of minutes, but it's uh, time for our weekly get-together with the president of basketball operations of the Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge, brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Mr. Ainge, how you doing? Glenn and Mike, it's good to be with you guys in the studio today. It, it is unbelievable. You know, you, you look like you've lost a few pounds here, uh, Ainge. <laughs> is the season wearing on you already? Yeah, yeah I, hope, I hope that's true. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it's been ugly the last uh, couple of games. Is it a matter, in, in your mind, of... Um, of these guys getting to figure it all out? Is, is this going to take a while? Well, I hope it doesn't take a while. I, I feel like we're playing very good in stretches, but we're just having some ugly stretches. And I think the uh, you know all the guys playing together has has not been pretty at times. But um, you know we've had some good stretches. We got to hang on to those. Hope those outlast the bad stretches for now until we continue to improve as the season goes along. Uh, a couple questions for you, Danny. One, do you think it's a matter of getting the starting lineup right and how many in, in your career player executive have you seen uh multiple starting lineups on good teams say before the all-star break i mean is it four is it five i don't know I, i'm not sure that that even matters at all i think starting lineup isn't the key i think it's just the whole mesh of who's on the court um, throughout the game, I think every matchup matters, whether it's a six-minute matchup or a 10-minute matchup. I think all of those things are important in how everybody plays. But um, last night, you could tell you know, who Doc really felt confident in. It was a team that he rode with last year uh, with Jason Terry out there. He was very comfortable and confident, and they played fantastic defense down the stretch. Um, you know, but each game it may be a little bit different. There may be another guy that has it going, but you can see where his confidence lies. And so the other guys that are the, the new guys have really got to find their way and, and earn the trust of their team. Yeah, I wonder how difficult that is for these guys. You saw a little bit more of it with Wilcox in the game yesterday. You talked about Jason Terry. He showed a little bit more uh, comfort level with it last night. Is that a matter of guys have got to buy into their roles? And you're asking a lot of guys now, to have specific roles? Well, they have to buy into their roles for sure, and that's crucial. And then the other part of it is the players and the coaches, you know, figuring out how to utilize each player's talent. And that, that probably takes more time than players buying into the roles. I think the players are buying in, and uh, I, I think the second part will come. Is this at all surprising to you? I mean, is this something that you, you put the team together uh, and you – 
bring in Barbosa, New, Terry, Lee, did you say to yourself, eh, this might take a few weeks or even the uh, you know, first 15, 20 games of the season before it's, it's the team that I think it can be? Well, first of all, I think it, it always takes that. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few exceptions, but I think generally it takes a while to figure out who your team is. And uh, this year is no different than any other year. I mean, last year we started out 0-3, and I think even by the you know a month and a half into the season, nobody thought the team was any good. So this isn't any different than that, and we're not playing as well as we're capable of, but I do see a lot of good things. I see good things out of each player, and I also see that um, how difficult it is to get every player involved. And um, that's always a challenge. It's interesting you mentioned that because if you look at that game last night, if Doc stayed with KG and kept him out there on the floor for, you know, 44, 45 minutes, with the, including the overtime, you win that game probably by double digits. But on the other hand, does he not do damage down the road? Brandon Bass, who was here last year and part of the rotation, may, may be your most consistent player this year. So isn't that all part of it to be able to – Maintain the bigger picture so that you don't wear these guys out. And at times it may be difficult to stay with some of the different rotations you're trying from night to night. Well, you know, one thing Doc has done a great job of in the last five years is watch the minutes, especially of KG. And I think this year, he, you know, you got to add Paul to that list and just be a little bit careful with Paul. And, and then Rondo is playing at a very high level right now and playing hard and and has a lot of responsibility offensively and defensively. So yeah, you got to be careful of that. I mean, you, there's a lot of games to play and you can't uh, jeopardize the season uh, by chasing one game. But at the same time, that's just the nature of coaches and players. I mean, you play every game to win it. And, um, but Doc has set a standard with KG and we'll see as this season goes along, if he does the same with Paul and Rondo. When you put together this uh, roster, were you thinking of how deep the roster could be? Was there a certain because you played the game, you know that you know once you get into the playoffs, you need to whittle this thing down to a certain rotation. Absolutely, uh, you know we put the, we know that we have Avery on the sidelines for the first uh, eight weeks of the season, so I think that that's that was part of the plan is to add depth, and uh, there would be some guys that wouldn't be able to get the opportunities that they were used to in the past. But it was going to be a roster that we wouldn't have to get worn down through the regular season and that we would be able to share the share the burden. And uh, I think that can still happen. I think that our team, we have guys that aren't playing up to their capability and guys that are good players that aren't really getting a chance to do their thing, which we knew. I mean, that's the only way there is with a deep roster. But we do have a lot of depth, and um, but it's a fine line for Doc. You can't play 12 guys every night. you gotta, you got to – Get, let people get in a rhythm, and you also can't go to even five guys every night. You got three or four main offensive focuses, and it's and it's tough uh, to get involved every game for each player. I remember Glenn asking you last week about uh, Jeff Green starting versus coming off the bench, and and you kind of debunked that notion. Or, or you, from your perspective, that wasn't the issue. What do you think is going on with Jeff Green right now? What what do you see from him, uh, positively and negatively? Well, I think the that we haven't really figured out Jeff and when to use Jeff or felt an urgency to go to Jeff. Um, I think that Jeff has had some favorable matchups throughout the course of the game, but 
At the same time, our main offensive sets that are going through Rondo and Paul and KG are working, and there's not really a need to to change what we're doing to go there. And then um, I think that there's a lot of guys that are, you know, like you said, Brandon has had a good year this year. I think that there's just not that many times. We've run a lot of things and sets to try to get Jason Terry going. And I think Jeff Jeff has been inconsistent in his production um, and trying to find his way. I think him more than any other player of just trying to find where he contributes. But what we need from Jeff is we need him to you know play that great defense and rebound every night. And there's going to be nights where he can get 20 points for us off the bench and and some nights where his number isn't called as much. But um, I think offensively right now, just finding that niche, finding that way, he's he's been fairly productive when we call his number, um, but he hasn't been as productive just playing uh, off the ball and off of our, our stars. Well, I thought the first three or four minutes he looked very aggressive when he came into the game last night. I said to myself, man, maybe this is going to be the night that he breaks out. And then he seemed to kind of linger into that passive mode again. Is he playing too passively out there? Well, it's a fine line. I mean, that that's a hard call, Glenn. I think that he's got to find a way. We have to find a way to get to allow him to contribute more and to not have to figure that out on his own. I mean, I think that in time he will figure it out. We'll all figure it out. But at the same time, I agree with you. He came in and went to the basket a couple times. I was sitting right there under the baseline, and he was very aggressive and just went through people um, to get to the rim. And and then that aggressiveness was lost as as other guys were going, and he was out on the perimeter. And and you know it's hard to to get get that back. But he, his mindset coming in off the bench was very good. Now he just has to maintain that, and we have to recognize that. We have to see, boy, Jeff is aggressive tonight. He's feeling it tonight. Let's let's exploit that. We were talking earlier before you came on about Rondo taking some shots, made a big shot last night, had the final shot of regulation, didn't go in, but he was uh, taking it with confidence. With Rondo and this jumper this year, is it just a matter of confidently taking it, or do you see any changes in his technique with his shot? No, he really hasn't changed much in his technique. What what Rondo's done, I think that this happens with the evolution of a lot of point guards. Uh, when I was coaching Jason Kidd in Phoenix, this, he went through the same thing where his whole life he's just been a passer first and a shooter second. And it's a tough, tough call. Uh, just like we're talking about Jeff Green trying to fit in. Do I be aggressive or do I move the ball and move my body? Uh, Rondo, do I pass? Do I shoot? And, you know, he's actually looking to shoot instead of shooting because he everybody is covered. There's a big difference in your percentage. When you go out to just shoot, uh, do shooting drills in practice, the idea is always that you're shooting, not looking to pass and then shoot. And so I think that Rondo does a little bit of that. And last night you could see at a certain point in the game, it was about halfway through the fourth quarter, I think he was actually looking to score with no hesitation. Uh, I hate this new 90-second uh, rule uh, where the players have to uh, get out there for the uh, for the tip of the ball. But have you thought about sending them out earlier to do go through their normal rituals? Well, like an hour early or something <laughs> like that. You know, Maybe I, for the I, people I, that are in the building early, they get something special. <laughs> well, it's not too penalizing. I guess it could be penalizing. It's a delay of game, and, and it, it, it's taking notice. I mean, the players are taking notice of this, so... 
I think it's just a short adjustment period, and I think that in a, a few weeks, you, we, it, nobody will be talking about yeah, it you anymore, know what, though, and we'll adjust. Yeah, by but, five, it's, just, it's a five- or ten-second adjustment. Here's the only problem with it. In the, the league, and you don't have to knock the league because you'll get fined, and, and we can do it and, you know, freely. But in the old days, I'm going back to the old days, they never had game presentation where they'd shut the lights off and do all of this dramatic stuff and have KG scream at somebody. They don't do any of that stuff. They just announce, hey, Ainge, go ahead, Ainge, out there. That's all they would do. Right now, the league wanted that stuff, Danny, as you know, and Boston was one of the last cities to actually incorporate it. They wanted that because they wanted to get the crowd all riled up into game presentation. These little things that these players do with LeBron with the powder and and KG pounding the head or whatever, isn't that part of the game presentation that the fans actually want to see? Yeah, so you know, I think they can still see all that. I just, you know, they, you got to speed it up by five seconds. It's it's not a big deal. I think that players will adjust. We'll all figure it out. Sometimes you just revert back to old habits, and we'll move on. But we just uh, need to speed that that whole routine up by everybody for between five and ten seconds. You know, what? such such a company guy. Right. God, <laughs> it's it's just not. Hey, listen, there's, there's there's time to place to do a to have a fight, but that certainly is not one of them. Yeah. How about a couple of those calls then last night? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm telling you. And, and, you want to fight? This is, this is not even the place to have the conversation because I know you can't, but my goodness. I would send those tapes out. Oh, That's what man, I would do. just outrageous. But anyway, I, speaking of officials and not by name, I don't think we've talked to you about the flop. Have we talked to you about the flopping rule? No. What, what do you think of it? And I know it's early. Have you seen any effects of – this flopping rule that the warnings you get, it might come back and, and hurt your hurt your team and hurt you financially. What do you think of the whole thing? Well, I guess that my concern is is that who's determining whether they're flops and to, to what extent. I, I think that flopping has always been part of the game. These guys have grown up. It's not just an NBA thing. It's a college game. It's a high school, part of the high school game. Um, I think that they're, you know the European game, as a matter of fact, I think they invented it. I think that this whole flopping thing is is I, I it's good that they try to eliminate it, but I don't like the fact that there's a lot of flopping that goes on in the games that the referees know, but they don't have any power to say, okay, that's a technical foul, or, or um, you know. But unfortunately, too often the officials get fooled by flopping, and that's the that's the biggest problem of all this is uh, you know the flopping has gotten away with it and it's embarrassed our game as they show replays and how often that that flopping is effective and how good players are at drawing the attention um, to the play and, and getting the call in their favor. Since apparently you haven't been able to uh, decipher what is uh, flopping and what is not. When Shane Battier does it, it's flopping. Okay. When Mono Ginobili does it, it's flopping. No question about it. I'm telling you that right now. That is flopping. But you're right. It's tough It's tough to get into somebody's head. Well, you know what? Maybe it's not flopping. Maybe if, it's if, just great acting. If, if, I were a, if I were an official and there's some of the players that have these crazy reputations of flopping, I would never call a call for them unless I was certain. Absolutely. Um, just because they have such a great ability of showing you up. Right. We used to flop. Yeah, we used to flop from time to time. You were good at it. I tried. Yeah, I tried. Of course. Yeah. Get any benefit you can get in the game. But see, that's my point, what you just said. For, forget about the rule of this, we're going to give you a warning, we're going to fine you, and it's the second time, the third time. How about don't call it? It's simple. Isn't that a simple solution? I know it's, you're flopping. But it's hard. 
It's hard not to call a, a, a flop. Yeah, because you guys, like I've I, I've talked to you about this before, but my theory on it is that officials are so close to the action, and they have to use their peripheral vision. Okay, if you're watching a game and you see something in your peripheral vision versus like right there in front of you, you can see someone hit and fall, but you can't see the whole action. You can just see portions of it, and they see that that flop or that contact and a guy fall, and it's just natural. I see calls made all the time out of peripheral vision, and it's really difficult to see. The further back you are, when, you, when you're sitting up or where the fans sit, you can see it so much better, and it's much more difficult to be fooled by it from the, from the stands. You're so right about this one. You really are, because I've sat in both positions, and you can't see down on the floor. And we were discussing this earlier today. How many seven-foot officials are there? Not a lot, right? Yeah, not, not a lot. So, so they get lost down there. When you're sitting courtside or around courtside, you get totally lost in, in the action. But you know the NBA. That's, you know what, Glenn, that's, I think Danny, uh, Glenn is making a good point. And last night's officials were too short. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem. But the NBA would never give up seats for the officials to sit like 10 rows above the car. I came up with a good idea earlier. You suspend them from wires from the ceiling, have Joey Crawford up there in one of those little suits, and he can hover over the court. You can even put advertising on him. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Bring, Sean, bring Sean Bradley back. There you go. NBA official. <laughs> there you go. All, these, all these point guards are officials. Yeah. We need that, that's centers. right. That's right. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right, guys. Good to join you in the studio It today. is great yeah, to have thanks, you in the studio. Danny. Stop by any time, Danny. Danny Ainge right here on The Big Show. Hey, time for you to get your freaking gear. Freak is in sportsfreak365.com. It's the website for all sports junkies out there. And trust me, I know a thing or two about being a sports junkie. People like us are sports freaks all day, every day, 365 days a year. We can't turn it off. Now, this is a perfect match because sportsfreak365.com has all your favorite licensed gear. They got all the pro leagues. They got all the favorite college teams, too. Authentic jerseys, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and more. So load up for your next big team uh, tailgate because they got team coolers and they got team cookware. Find gifts for the whole family. Sportsfreak365.com has all the sports apparel you could imagine and anything else you need for game time. Check out sportsfreak365.com right now. They're going to give you 25% off when you enter this code, ESPN Boston. That's the promo code. Sportsfreak365.com. That's sportsfreak365.com. Get your freaking gear. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.